The scripture reading today, uh, the first one is from Proverbs chapter 20, verse 12. Ears that hear and eyes that see, the Lord has made them both. Proverbs 12, 15. The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. Proverbs 10, 8. The wise in heart accept commands, but a chattering fool comes to ruin. Job 34.3 For the ear tests, tests words as the tongue tastes food. Proverbs 18.17 In a lawsuit, the first to speak seems right until someone comes forward and cross-examines. Proverbs 18.2 Fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. Proverbs 18.13, to answer before listening, that is folly and shame. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Sandy. Let's just pause and pray as we come to this message today. Lord, we ask for your blessing on the words that are spoken from your word and upon the words that are heard, that we would truly hear and internalize this message. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Have you ever thought about just how amazing your sense of hearing is? I was recently reading a book by Bill Bryson called The Body, A Guide for Occupants, and one section in the book is about our hearing, our, our ears and our, our hearing faculties. He describes how this, this flap of cartilage and skin sort of captures, very efficiently captures sounds from around us and then funnels that sound through your ear canal, and maybe some seventh grade uh, anatomy is coming back to to your mind here, ear canal, and then to your eardrum, which is that little membrane, which then vibrates against uh, three tiny bones called ossicles. And these, well, let me quote Bill Bryson at this point. He says, the ossicles exist to amplify sounds and to pass them on to the inner ear via the cochlea, a snail-shaped structure that is filled with 2,700 delicate hair-like filaments called stereo, stereocilia, which then wave like ocean grasses as sound waves pass across them. The brain then puts all these signals together and works out what it has just heard. Now get this, he says, a pressure wave that moves the eardrum by less than the width of an atom will activate the ossicles and reach the brain as sound. You can genuinely not improve upon that, he says. God designed our sense of hearing so well. Now, many of you, I know, live with hearing loss, and that's frustrating, and it's, it's hard. We heard about uh, people who are deaf, who have it even harder. Many of you live with people who live with hearing loss, and that's hard, or have a parent who you know, doesn't wear their hearing aids when you know they need to. And you know how frustrating that can be. But today, what I want to talk about is, is how we all need a different kind of hearing aid. 
We need to be able to listen, to be good listeners. That doesn't happen by itself. Like, like all wisdom, listening takes practice. It takes learning. Um, it's a skill that we need to acquire and get better at. And just as last week in our Proverbs series, we talked about our need to, for Jesus to teach us how to use our speech wisely, we also need him to teach us how to use our listening wisely, how to use our ears wisely. Proverbs 20.12, which is our main verse this morning, says, Ears that hear and eyes that see. The Lord has made them both. Which is to say we were made to be attentive, to perceive things, to listen. God gave us ears not simply to hear sounds, right, but to, to listen, to take in what others tell us and perceive it wisely, to offer people the gift of a listening ear, and most importantly, to listen to God. So, Listening is surely one of the most underrated skills in our world today. There's so much talk, so much noise, so much airing of opinions, but, but who is teaching us how to listen, how to be good listeners? That's, that's my goal today. And to do that, I want to share three common pitfalls to good listening and what we can do to overcome them. You can apply these things in so many situations, talking with your spouse, with your kids, with your grandkids, um, your coworkers, even as you participate in a church committee meeting. Being a good listener changes lives. Being a good listener changes lives. I'm not exaggerating. Um, so three pitfalls. The first two are short, and the third is a bit longer. So first pitfall. The first pitfall to good listening is actually not listening at all. <laughs> In the book of Proverbs, uh, one of the main characteristics of the fool is that he doesn't think he needs to learn anything. So why would he listen to anyone else, right? His ears are sealed, and his mind is closed. He wouldn't need advice from wiser people. He wouldn't need correction. He already has things figured out. So Proverbs 12, 15, on your blue sheet there, is representative of this. The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. Fools don't listen because the way, their way seems right to them. So wise people listen to others with an open mind because they know they might actually be wrong about a few things, right? They might actually have something to learn from another person. But the fool doesn't do that. In fact, he's usually too busy talking to be able to listen. Proverbs 10.8 10, says, The wise in heart accept commands, but a chattering fool comes to ruin. Unfortunately, we all know people who fit that description, don't we? Someone who is always talking, always chattering, and never listening. Always talking a big game, but whose lives are actually falling apart. 
That's the danger of not listening. And those people, their sense of hearing can be just fine, but they're not using it to listen to others. Jesus talked about these kinds of people in the parable of the sower. Do you remember? He said some people are, quote, ever hearing but never understanding. There were big crowds around Jesus, and some people in the crowd heard what he was saying and took it into themselves and let it change them. And other people, maybe standing shoulder to shoulder, heard the very same words, and it didn't do a thing. And the same is true today. So the first pitfall to listening is not listening at all. And if you're here this morning, I trust that you at least want to have open ears. You want to listen. If you do, ask God to give you ears to hear. So pitfall number two. If the first one is not listening at all, pitfall number two is listening without discerning. Kind of like listening to everything. Good listeners carefully consider what they hear, or in the words of Mike Sweeney, they, they, they sift what they hear. They're sifters. This is so important because on any given day, we are bombarded with so many things, facts, opinions, truth claims, gossip, rumors, comments, and there's no like... They don't come prepackaged in different categories, like, okay, here are the, here are the lies you're going to hear today, here are the rumors you're going to hear today, here are the opinions you're going to hear today. Wouldn't that be nice? That process of sorting has to happen inside us as we hear, as we consider and weigh and sort what we hear. Another wisdom book of the Bible, the book of Job, puts it this way. The ear tests words as the tongue tastes food. Don't you love that? So as, as you listen, as you hear, you're meant to sort of, sort of taste what you hear. And if it doesn't sit well with you, ask why. Ask why. Try to figure it out. Maybe the person is lying to you. Or maybe they're only telling you half the story. Maybe someone is telling you something about God that doesn't line up with Scripture. You need to taste, to test the words you hear, and always try to find the truth. Proverbs 18.17 is also a help to us here. It says, in a lawsuit, the first to speak seems right until someone comes forward and cross-examines. Sometimes we hear something and we jump to the conclusion that it's the truth, not realizing it's only half the story. Let me tell you how this works out in our, in our home in a very daily, uh, not daily, but a very common example. So, child A runs inside with dirt in their hair and tears in their eyes, claiming that child B threw dirt at them. So, we console child A, we comfort them, we empathize with them. Then we march outside, and we confront child B, the, the alleged culprit. Now, child B says, but child A told me to throw dirt on their hair. 
Oh, okay. So upon cross-examination, we find out this is true. And child C confirms the story as a witness. Okay? So now we have a clear picture of what's actually going on. And both child A and child B have a share in uh, the problem. Now, that may be a funny example, but our world is actually filled with people who only hear half of the story. In fact, they only want to hear half of the story. They only listen to the things that tell them what they already believe, that confirm their, their current worldview. And they, some people actually, um, uh, yeah, simply refuse to listen to another side of the story. And that's just foolish. That's foolish. We've seen in our country over the past few years how so many on the political right and on the political left actually are living in two different realities where they have different narratives, different facts, different stories because they're listening to, to one side of the story or the other. And that is so dangerous. The way to avoid this is to be a careful listener. We should always be asking, is this true? Is this person or this source reliable? Is this person trustworthy? Uh, what does God's word have to say about this? How does this sit with me, etc.? Is there another side of the story? And we should maybe, even especially, be willing to cross-examine the sources that we already agree with so that we don't fall into that confirmation bias where we just hear what we want to hear. So, for example, if you only watch Fox News, try turning on CNN or listening to VPR or vice versa, right? If you only listen to media on, on the more the left, then try some more on the right to be a discerning listener. Okay, so that's the second pitfall, is listening without discerning. I hope this is feeling helpful to you. Um, but if you're, if you're at all like me, this third one will hit closest to home. Um, the third pitfall is, is fake listening. Did you know that you can actually listen to someone without listening to them? I first learned this in college when I attended a little workshop taught by a Campus Life staff member named Joe. And about 20 of us sat in this little room in the student center. And Joe very simply explained to us common mistakes people make when listening to others. And as he, he gave this lesson, I was like, why has no one ever told me this before? This is life-changing. So here are the kinds of things he told us about fake listening. You're not really listening, Joe told us, if you are distracted or tuned out. If you're looking at your phone or watching TV or if you're paying attention to something over the shoulder of your listener, that's not really listening. He said you're not really listening if you're only waiting your turn to speak, right? If you're just saying, oh, I can't wait until this person stops talking so I can tell them what I think about that. That's not listening. You're not really listening if you are listening selectively. 
if you're only hearing bits and pieces of what they're saying in order to rebut them or respond to them. That's not listening. Finally, you're not really listening if you hijack the conversation and make it about you. So, for example, if someone tells you about their grandmother having cancer and how hard that's been for them, and you say, oh, my mom's cousin's husband has the same kind of cancer. Let me tell you all about that. That's actually being a bad listener, not hearing what they have to say. The bottom line in all this is fake listening is listening without actually trying to understand the other person. Now, Joe in this seminar could have quoted Proverbs 18.2, which says, Fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. I love how the old King James Version translates that. It says, A fool hath no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover itself. Fools are always more fascinated with themselves and what they feel and they think than what anyone else has to say. Or listen to Proverbs 18.13. To answer before listening, that is folly and shame. Foolish people are fake listeners. They are always <coughs> more interested in what they are thinking than what others are saying. They interrupt. They hijack the conversation. They're distracted. They're domineering. They make it about themselves. So how can we not do that? How can we be sincere listeners? Let me share a few very practical skills and practices that you can grab hold of that you can put into place in your life. Number one, be tuned in to the other person, right? That's the opposite of being distracted. So show signs that you're paying attention. Look at them, nod sometimes, track with them, use verbal cues that you're, that you're listening. Uh-huh, okay, yep. Number two, use empathy to let them know you understand and care about how they feel. So it sounds like you had a hard day at work. Or I can tell you are so excited to meet your new grandson. Right? That's empathy. Here's another one. Ask open-ended questions that further the conversation and, and call them to share more. So what was that like for you? Or... Tell me more about that. Just like Lisa did with the international student who said, you are nothing like the Christians I was told about. And she said, well, tell me what you mean by that. And that unfolded into a beautiful interaction and a, a time for her to share. Finally, another thing you can do is to paraphrase what the other person is saying so that they know that you know what they actually mean. For example, it sounds like what you're saying is dot, dot, dot. Or what I hear you telling me is dot, dot, dot. And then if you're wrong, they'll correct you, and you can know what they actually mean. And do you know what happens as you do these things? I mean, how do you feel when someone does that with you? 
you feel loved. You feel understood. You feel cared for. One of the, one of the biggest compliments I've ever received um, was a few months ago when someone was in my office talking to me. And as they got up to leave, they said, Pastor Tyler, you're an amazing listener. And I felt honored by that compliment because what the person was saying was, I can tell you love me. You make me feel understood. And that, that happens, the, the same thing will happen for you as you grow in your listening skills, become a wise listener. The people around you will notice. They'll feel loved and understood, and they will start sharing more with you because they know you're safe. You're not going to interrupt them or hijack the conversation or tune them out. And then that, in turn, deepens relationships. It, it makes your marriage better and church committee meetings better and friendships better. Listening is such a powerful skill. The late theologian Paul Tillich said that the first duty of love is to listen. I agree with him. Listening is so foundational to loving someone. Now, I don't, want to, I don't want to mislead you that this is just all butterflies and roses. I mean, listening is a sacrificial activity sometimes. Um, it can take a lot of effort to listen to someone sincerely, especially if they're sharing something you don't agree with and you really want to, to challenge them or correct them. There's a time for that, but after you've listened well. It can be hard if they're sharing a life problem that makes you uncomfortable or a problem you can't fix. It can be hard if someone is simply burdening you with something they are going through. But isn't that what love is? It's being willing to sacrifice for someone else. And Paul tells us in Galatians 6, verse 2, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Carry each other's burdens. How do we do that? We can't, like, pick up someone's uh, stress at work and carry it on ourselves. We do that by listening to them so that we can make them feel understood and and. Uh, sympathized with so that we can pray for them. But it all starts with listening. Um, God, you know, we may not be able to fix the problem someone's going through or take it away from them, but, but sometimes simply being able to offload your issue into someone else's ears can be so unburdening and so helpful. Can you think of a time when someone did that for you? Someone really listened to you when they didn't interrupt you, or didn't steer the conversation to themselves, didn't try to fix you. They simply listened with love and with patient care. When someone did that for you, you were experiencing God's love through them. That's, that's what you were experiencing. And in fact, 
as humans who are made in the image of God, we know that the fact that we have these gifts of perception like ears means that God is a perceiving God. God is a listening God. God hears our prayers. He hears the cries of the oppressed. He, he, he perceives our thoughts from afar. He's a listening God. Good listening changes lives. <laughs> Excuse me. And so I, I, hope you, I hope you've seen how important listening is. Um, important to be open to listen, important to listen with discernment, and important to, um, to listen in order to love other people. And I just want to close by saying one more brief thing about, about why this matters, and that's this. The kind of listener you are with others is the kind of listener you are with God. It's the same skill. As we tune into others, we'll be able to tune in more to God. As we become more discerning, we'll be able to discern what is true about God and about His Word and His ways. Um, as we're able to sit with other people until they just empty their soul to us and and. and as we understand them, we'll be able to do the same with the Lord in prayer. The kind of listener you are with people is the kind of listener you are with God. And so, for that reason only, may we become better listeners, wise listeners, skillful listeners, that He may speak to us.